Welcome, Castleberry. It is now time to have a casual conversation for the beneficial good of our community. The show you are about to listen to is called What's Up, Castleberry? And now it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you your hosts, Andy and Drew, along with producer Robin. What's up, podcast listeners? Andy and Drew here. Lots of exciting stuff happening here on the What's Up Castleberry podcast. This is episode number 66, Andy. 66. I am looking at our show flow right here. I'm calling it Route 66. And I know that on episode 66, Drew, we are going to get our kicks. That's right. Choo-choo. Are you guys too young to get that reference or does that work? I, for I you? get it from a puzzle. I, I, this is really nerdy, but I did a puzzle of the USA and I saw route 66. Okay. Never been there. Have you been there? I've been on parts of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, there is a song. I get my kicks on route 66. It was made famous. Don't start singing again, guys, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going, Robin, but out of respect to our listeners, I won't go there. But yeah, the song, I forget who sings it. I get my kicks on route 66 and it was actually rebirthed again in the movie Cars. There we go. Excellent. But we are about all things Castleberry. We love having conversations about things that matter to you if you are in and around Castleberry, Florida. And oh my goodness, we have a fantastic conversation coming up to you today. Before we get there, Andy, as of this current recording, you are heading out of town for a couple of days. What what you doing? Anything fun? You bet this Thursday is my 21st wedding anniversary. And so... Hey, you're old enough to drink. You and and Tracy (laughs) together. There you go. We may just do that. I I, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Just just a little bit. But, um, you know, honestly, sometimes she probably needs to drink more just to stay married to me. I I cannot be an easy person to be married to. But we are going away for uh, a couple of nights. We aren't going too far, but we are going to a spa near Disney. So... I have never been to a spa before. I'm not quite sure what to expect. So maybe next time we're recording, I'll have had my nails done and manicure, pedicure, all that. We'll see how it goes. Maybe next week I can talk about my spa experience, although I doubt that's really When your podcasts. skin is glowing and your muscles are relaxed and your nails are just acrylic. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sparkly. Yes. Like mine. <laughs> well, congratulations, Andy and Tracy. 21 yeah, years. 21 years. She deserves all the credit for that. I cannot imagine how difficult it is to be married to me, but she makes it work so well. Well, as a part of your marriage, of course, as you also have two wonderful children, they made you a dad, Andy. And Oh, no. You know I know where means. you're going. <laughs> it is time for Castleberry's What's Up Podcast favorite segment. The dad joke of the week. Dun, dun, dun. All right, here we go, listeners. This one comes from a close friend of Andy, Robin, and I's, our very own Drew Acosta, who was on a previous episode. Drew Facebook messaged me. I laughed out loud in my own dad way uh, when I read this joke. So here it is a literal dad joke about dads. Where do we store our dad jokes? Robin, where do we store our dad jokes? Uh, I don't know. In the dad abase. Ah! <laughs> no, 
that was that was a very delayed and haphazard laugh. <laughs> oh my goodness! It wasn't. I don't even think it was a real laugh. I'm starting to learn Robin's fake laugh from a real laugh, and that sounded a little bit fake. That but was Drew, only because it took me a second to get it. So that's not on the value of the joke. It's the person receiving the joke. <laughs> all right. Can I just build on Drew's punchline about a database? Please, Drew. I thought that was an Excel and joke. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. No, I like it. That was good. Um, question. Yes. When your children are born, does these like dad information jokes just get like imprinted and planted in you? Like you hear a voice and it tells you like, how does this work? No, I, I can't speak for Andy, but for me, um, I, we, we got a, a folder and there's just oh, a nice little packet in there. Gotcha, and, yeah. gotcha. I just wondered. I just wondered. <laughs> yeah, I think the hospitals give it to you and the baby's mm, born. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> dad joke a day for the first 18 years of the child's <laughs> life. It's a, Exactly. It is now time for your local update about things happening in your community. It is now time for Castleberry in the News. Got a couple things we wanted to share with you. First and foremost, an exciting cross denominational, cross community gathering. May 6th is the annual National Day of Prayer. Uh, this is a moment where the faith communities come together and, and pray for our country, to pray for our community. And we are partnering. I say we, Andy and myself and Robin, are part of three different local churches. We're partnering uh, with the Church of Castleberry and, and going over to Community United Methodist Church on Thursday, May 6th at 7 o'clock. And we are going to be praying together for our community. And very excited about that. Thankful to Pastor Ted Wood for hosting that gathering to pray for our country and uh, come together as the faith community. Andy, you want to add to that? Yeah, I just uh, been to this National Day of Prayer celebration for a few years, and it's a wonderful time, not just to gather and ask God to bless our community, but to meet other people within our community. I know that Pastor Ted has lined up some different folks to pray, some leaders within our community, and it's just one of those moments in our city that's so important where we can pause for a moment and where we can think about bigger things, higher things, more important things. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. But just to share as well, Drew, and for those who listen to the show who are people of prayer, I think we would ask that you would keep in your prayers the family of one of our city employees who passed away just last weekend. Her name was Marissa Williams. She was a natural resource officer, which means she was the one responsible for making sure that our lakes were clean and healthy. And tragically, sadly, she passed away this last weekend at just 35 years old. And she was dearly loved within our community, dearly loved by her colleagues at City Hall. And so we just want to express our sympathy and extend our prayers to her family and friends at this difficult time. Absolutely. Thank you, Andy. And God bless the family of Marissa Williams. Today's podcast sponsor is Legal Shield, and they have a little ditty just for you. Affordable attorneys, it's not an illusion. If you've got legal issues, Legal Shield, we've got the solution. Identity theft, you've heard of that. It happens every day. People's lives being ruined. ID Shield to the rescue, we've got the solution. 
This is just life. What you going to do? Give Pat Weber a call at 386-405-3595. She can help you. Protecting you, your family, and your business too. Legal Shield and ID Shield, the best protection for you. Check out Pat Weber and Legal Shield. Thanks, Legal Shield. Welcome back, listeners, to the interview, the most popular part of the show where we sit down with someone of influence, inspiration, and importance within the life of our community. Again, today we have a man who checks all of those boxes. Uh, he is sitting right now at City Hall in Castleberry, and he has a very important title. His name is Chris Bowley, and his title is Director of community development. And when you realize that we are all part of a community and that he is at the front end of developing it and developing us, you realize what an important role he has. But to start with, before we dig into what you do and where we're heading together, Chris, tell us a little bit about the man behind the the title. I am from Florida. I was born in Miami and grew up here. And then I spent time in Texas for a long time and came back home, finished up college here and have been a city planner for coming up on 30 years now. So I've been doing this for quite a while. Which is amazing, listeners, because when you see his picture on social media, he only looks like he's 28. (laughs) (laughs) What picture was when I was 28. (laughs) (laughs) On a personal note, one of the things uh, that I love about Chris, and Chris, let me just compliment you here personally. There are not many Americans who I can have an intellectual conversation with about soccer, but you are one of them. And I am grateful that I met an American who can talk (laughs) intellectually about soccer. (laughs) I appreciate that, uh, Andy. I I, uh, lived for a short time in London and that's where, and I was playing before I moved to London. So that's, uh, that kind of spurred it on, you know, no pun intended because I like the Spurs. (laughs) That's Ah. right. Fascinating. Chris, you, you, uh, the Spurs who play football. That's Not right. the Spurs uh, from Texas. In San Antonio. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I was going to say, Chris. Andy and I have tried to have soccer conversations, but as soon as I thought football meant you picked it up with your hands and when I realized <laughs> that you couldn't do that, I, I, I'm lost. <laughs> Chris, you, you served, as you said, as a, a city planner. You are currently the, the Castleberry Director of Community Development. Could you give us just the basic listener, somebody like me who lives in Castleberry, uh, what does that mean for me? What are some of the responsibilities of, of your department? Well, Florida is one of those states that believes in planning. Uh, And when I say planning, you know, I get a lot of, are you a wedding planner or, you know, (laughs) an event planner? But, you know, there's different titles, but technically we're land planners. So, you know, how you would use the land to the highest and best use or or the best potential. And most cities... Uh, have to follow state law. And so they hire planning staffs like myself and our department so that we can comply with that law so that we're we're, uh, in step with the law and we're not out of compliance as required by the state of Florida. One of the departments under your jurisdiction, Chris, is code enforcement, or as it's now called code compliance, which I think is a much more friendly name. I don't want to spend too long talking about this because I know it's not people's most favorite thing to talk about, but often like the police or like a EMT, the code compliance 
team show up when there's a problem to solve. Now, I've had a great experience with your team there. They have been incredibly helpful with us as we've partnered together on some projects around the city. But often folks in the community kind of have a bad taste in their mouth when you say the word code enforcement or code compliance. But one of the things that I've learned recently is that having a stringent code compliance department is essential for community development. Just before we get into some other stuff, tell us why it's important that we have a code compliance department and why they're really not the bad guys. They're actually the good guys. So if you think of it in terms of like a a long linear process, so if there's property that's undeveloped and they start off in design and then they go through permitting and construction and then use, then you get over into the column of maintenance. So after the building is open, whether it's a home or if it's an office or commercial, they they still have to have that level of care. And that is an unspoken expectation of all communities is that they want their community to look nice. And so there are codes in place that evolve over a really long period of time over several commissions that set this pattern in place on how the community perceives itself, you know, how they want it to look. And that is done through coordination between the citizens and the business owners with their commission and the elected officials. So when the commission sets the policy, they're listening to their constituents and they listen to that level of, this is what we want our community to look like. Then they hire a co-compliance staff and they say, just make sure that this looks like this mm-hmm. over a period of time. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I'm, I'm very grateful for it. I remember uh, a couple of times over the 20 years I've lived in Castleberry, I've had little knocks on my door from some of your, your colleagues. And my first thought is, oh, no, they're making me spend money that I don't want to spend. But the reality is they're making an investment in our community and they're helping me make an investment in the value of my home as well. So rather than people to be feared or shunned or annoyed even though they're doing a difficult job, they're doing us a favor, correct? Right, and you said it best. It's just initially a notification. Like, well, you know, you should do this to make yourself in whole really look like everybody on your block if it's a residential home, you know, or if it's a commercial property. If you're driving down the street, say 1782 in Castleberry, and you look over to the side and you see fairly well-kept business after business, that's a reflection on the city, and as people pass through Castleberry, said they're going to Maitland, they might say, you know, Castleberry looked pretty nice when I just drove through it. Mm-hmm. And so there is just a minimum level. It's not a knock on the door if you're maintaining your property, but it's over a period of time. If you don't, then you will get the knock on the door too. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, one of the regular comments, phrases that we sort of use here on this podcast is a rising tide lifts all boats. And I know my wife and I on our street, we, we've we noticed that over the course of, of time as neighbors kind of across from us down the corner have mowed their grass or put a new roof on, whatever, it sort of just naturally organically flows that then others on the street are like, hey, I need to take a look at my property and, and fix up those around. So I, again, it, you don't have the job that everyone necessarily 
necessarily love seeing those trucks and things come by, but we really appreciate your hard work and your team's hard work. Now, speaking of hard work, this is uh, really Castleberry of all places. You've said you've lived some and worked in some other uh, parts of the country and other parts of Florida. Castleberry is, we're very much, you know, landlocked. We're, we're a smaller community. We're very much a redeveloping community. And I know that's where some of our conversation is headed. Uh, what kind of initially attracted you or what excites you about redeveloping and, and establishing Castleberry? Well, being in this area for roughly 30 years, I've gotten to know Castleberry over the years and, you know, watched it grow and watched it evolve and watch it turn into the gym that it is. And so when I got the offer to come here, I took it because I thought it was a positive opportunity that after 30, almost 30 years of doing this, you know, I could take some of those ideas and concepts and put them into the community and, and watch it grow. And I think uh, we're starting to see some of that with some positive developments, uh, a lot of public investment that's also being done by our public works department for trails, sidewalks, parks. So I think the city is really taking a turn out of what would be called suburbia and going more towards a well-planned urban environment. So that's something to look forward to. I think it's going to be amazing about five years from now when people look back at where we've come. I, th I think it will be quite breathtaking. I mean, on the show a couple of weeks ago, we shared some developments that you'd sent us of new buildings and businesses that are coming in. And it's really going to be a different city a few years from now, not just in terms of how it looks, but in terms of the stronger infrastructure as well. And what you guys are doing is really setting us up for a long future by building some, some deep foundations. But talking about that, right? If we're going to look back five years from now, we need to have a base of where we are now to see where we're going and where you know we've come from and all that kind of stuff. What are some statistics and maybe demographics of Castleberry that can help us understand where we are today regarding its development? Because as we understand those, we'll be able to celebrate where we've come from. So what are some of those statistics and demographics uh, about our city today? Our city is growing and it has been over the last decade. And that's a positive. No matter what the economic cycle is doing, Castleberry seems to be incrementally growing. And as Drew mentioned, you know, being constrained or physically landlocked, as he said, um, you know, it, it adds to the ability to grow. So what we're seeing is a pattern now of going from one story what they call low density, more towards medium density or high density. And you're going to see more of that. So that's directly connected to land values. So as our land values start to go up, you're going to see projects that are trying to maximize the footprint on that site. And to do so, to achieve that land value, they're going to be higher in elevation, second floor, third floor, sixth floor. In particular, we have one coming in on State Road 436 called Icon Commons, which is nice because it's a five or six story unit and it's gonna be mixed use. So it'll have commercial on the first floor and residential on the top floors, uh, second through five, and then an outdoor deck on the sixth floor. And that's really gonna be a game changer in Castleberry. That's gonna set a new development pattern here. So that would be a, a statistic plus our growth rate, which is still over 2% annually. Now, for the first time, we've actually gone over 30,000 people in population. Wow. Interesting. How do you determine what is medium or high density versus low density? 
so our overall land area for the city is a, a little over seven and a half square miles. And it isn't a square, basically. It's, it's linear, you know, so we're stretched along 1792. It's more like an L shape. And then it goes all the way down to Winter Park on 436. But each of those parcels that gets developed or redeveloped because of the cost coming in, the density factor comes in when they want to go more than just one story. So we're, we're going to see more projects getting away from one building per parcel and it will be what would be the equivalent of two or three buildings inside of one building on one parcel if that makes sense a little bit i'm i'm just glad you're in your chair and not me because there's obviously a lot that you understand that you and i don't <laughs> this icon park am i correct in thinking that that's going to be near where wendy's is right on the vacant lot next to the existing wendy's then Wendy's, did I hear, is going to build a new building where Denny's was. Correct. Yes, you're gotcha. correct. Gotcha. It's all very confusing, these Denny's and Wendy's, but it's good. I'm, I'm very intrigued as to what a six-story building will do to that corridor as well. We see them going up in Maitland and Longwood, and it just changes everything. I mean, not just visually, but kind of aesthetically in terms of the feel and you know what you experience as you drive through. And it, it kind of makes a statement for a city as well. So that's exciting. we got some new projects, and I know there's many other projects that are coming in. And I know that a part of your role as well is to invite attract, entice other businesses to move into the city and become part of our community and help us grow together and flourish together and things like that. When you approach a business or if they approach you and, and the conversation is, we want you to move to Castleberry, why should we move to Castleberry? How does that conversation go? What are some of the selling points that you would make to businesses to invite them into our city? The nice part about Castleberry is its geography. It's its location being in the center of the north part of the Orlando metropolitan region. So we're on the way to everywhere. So if you're heading north to south to downtown Orlando or Disney, we're on the way. You'll go through it. So if you are going to the airport, we're on the way, you know. So because we're at that intersection of US 1792 and 436, we get a lot of business and attraction. So I'd say that we're an attractor over a detractor. We're based on our location. We get a lot of attention. And so the same piece of property is looked at by several groups, sometimes at the same time, and one will come forward and it makes our job a lot easier as far as economic development based on our location. I know some people who are like that, Chris, as well. Some people who are <laughs> attractors and detractors and <laughs> Sometimes I try to be an attractor, but I find myself just detracting. <laughs> when we're processing your permits, we try to be a, an attractor and not a detractor <laughs> or a facilitator and not a debilitator. That's right. Ah, there we go. I yeah. love it. Always speaking positive. That's what we're about on this program. And that's what we're about <laughs> as a city, as a, as a whole. Listeners, that content is so rich and so deep. We don't want to rush through it. And Chris has got so much wisdom and insight that he's sharing that we've decided to make this into a two-part episode. So we're going to press the pause button right now. And we're going to pick up the conversation next week with Chris Bowley, our communications development director. 
Thank you, Chris Boley, for your time. We are so excited to have more with our conversation with Chris next week. He gave us some things to think about, some nuggets of wisdom. Andy, we're now at the point of the show where it's time for you to share with us an inspirational moment. Yes, and our inspirational moment today, Drew, comes from a fellow Brit who was of a different generation. You would call him Bill, but uh, I and the rest of the world would call him William Shakespeare, the famous poet playwright. He says this, speak less than you know and have more than you show. Speak less than that you know and have more than you show. The thing I love about this quote is it speaks to the importance of humility and it encourages us to live a life of humbleness and humility before one another. I don't know about you, Drew, but I see people in our world today living the opposite of this. They are speaking about more than they know and they're showing things that they don't have yet. And a lot of that comes from a pride, from an ego, this this attitude that bigger is better and we need to be top of the tree and top of the hierarchy and all that kind of stuff. But that's not the way the world should work. The world works best. Relationships work best when we're living in and with humility. So the encouragement today from William Shakespeare is speak less than you know and have more than you show. Live in humility today, listener. Excellent. Thank you, Andy. We sure hope you've enjoyed this episode of the What's Up Castleberry podcast, a casual conversation about our community. This podcast has been produced by the wonderful Robin Kepi. For more information, please check out our website, Facebook, Instagram, or podcast feed, all with the name What's Up Castleberry. If you liked us, please subscribe to our podcast, give us a rating and review. And until next time, have a great week.